1: The Bible says he was tempted on all points, even as we are. You know, the book of Hebrews tells us we have this incredible high priest who, he gets it. When he teaches what, what we read in the scripture, he gets it. As a matter of fact, he gets it a lot more than we do. He understands the whole picture. He understands all of life. You and I, we just see little pieces. We get little glimpses. There are times in
0: life when you may feel like no one could possibly understand what you're going through. Well, today, Pastor Robert teaches that you don't have to walk through life alone. Jesus has suffered and struggled just like you, and He knows exactly how you feel. You can turn to Him for help and comfort. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 7 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. His love
2: is the main thing.
1: There can only be one who's in control. And so many times God draws you toward complete trust, complete surrender, if you will, but you hold back there's just that one thing that you're just not sure. I mean, I I believe you're there, and I believe you're good, but I'm not sure your plan is as good as mine in this particular area. I'm not sure you're not going to ask me to live the rest of my life in poverty, or I'm not sure that you wouldn't ask me to live the rest of my life alone. I remember clearly the day that I closed my Bible and said, I'm not giving up sex and I have no intention of ever marrying again. So, and I just rejected God in that moment. And sometimes we don't even realize that's what we're doing. Sometimes you have, some of you have rejected Jesus without even realizing you were rejecting Jesus. You just made a decision that you were going to do it your way in spite of what the Bible teaches. and So in verse 24, Jesus continues this same same train of logic here. He says, therefore, therefore, because many are going to say to me, Lord, Lord, I did this, I did that, and, and I'm going to say, yeah, but I never knew you, so go away. and great was its fall. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. He taught them as one having authority. What does that mean? They could tell that he knew what he was saying and that he believed that it was absolutely true. And that he had the authority to communicate it. Have you ever had somebody want to talk to you about something and within the space of about five minutes, you can tell they really don't have a clue. There are times I get called to the hospital, you know, by the police department or, you know, whatever. And I remember this one call I got and they asked me to meet a couple of detectives over at the medical examiner's office. A young man had committed suicide, and his brother was with their parents. The guy was in his thirties. And nobody had told them that it was suicide. And they knew, everybody knew the 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 adult son and the detectives, you know, they were—they were all kind of afraid that this might be devastating to the point of even being a, a health concern for these elderly parents. What do you say to that? The answer is there's nothing you can't say. There's no way to lessen the, the impact of that. There's no and. and I've seen people in similar situations say something like, I know what you're going through. And, and the reaction many times of the grieving, devastated person is one of anger and rightly so because that's just straight up a lie. You have no idea what they're going through right now. Even if you've had the same thing happen to you, you still don't know what they're experiencing. Do you understand what I mean by that? It's like one of the first things that, uh, you know, chaplains are trained not to say. You never say that because there's no way to know what they're feeling right now. There's no way to somehow crawl inside them and and know. But many times, well-meaning clergy, well-meaning detectives will say something like that. And the reaction is always, go away because you have absolutely no clue. You have absolutely no clue. Guys, Jesus has a clue. And everybody saw that. Everybody recognized this guy. He knows. The Bible says he was tempted on all points, even as we are. You know, the book of Hebrews tells us we have this incredible high priest who he gets it. When he teaches what, what we read in the scripture, he gets it. As a matter of fact, he gets it a lot more than we do. He understands the whole picture. He understands all of life. You and I, we just see little pieces. We get little glimpses. You know, I had a conversation with somebody about this. A lot of times, it's like things happen, and it's like, God, what are you doing? I don't understand this. Storms come and they beat us up, and they leave us with questions. And many times, I think that's the point. You know, He wants the questions. He wants us to ask. He's not offended by our questions. He provokes the questions many times. But we need to remember that what he has spoken, he's the final authority. Now, the first thing I really want you to pay attention to in this passage is that even though your place at the king's table, so to speak, is not earned through obedience, Jesus says that the evidence that you have a place at his table is your obedience. The application, the reliance upon his teaching, the application of his teaching. If you you disregard the teachings of Jesus, clearly you're not part of the family. Clearly you don't have a seat at the table. If you have a seat at the table, if you're part of the family, then you know he's to be trusted he's to be listened to his teachings need to be applied i i need to be doing what he said for my own sake and we're not talking about a mere conformity to his standards of conduct but it, it's a it's like a surrender to him i remember when my son david it, it was it was at the same time exciting and wonderful and thrilling and scary he was like five years old, and he came to the conclusion that he could trust my judgment. We were standing in Kmart. Some of you've heard this story over and over and over again. We're standing in Kmart, and I see him looking at this little toy. And there's a backstory, but I don't have time for all that. He's looking at this little toy. You know, he's examining this little toy. You know, he's got some some allowance money or something. You know, in his pocket and And he he turns to me and he says, in effect, Daddy, should I buy this? And I said, no, probably not. And he looked at it and he said, okay, Dad. And he put it back.
0: Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study of Jesus' life from Matthew's perspective next time. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and 1 and 6 p.m. for worship and Bible study. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more from the Book of Matthew right here on Main Thing Radio.